Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. It's your boy Matt St. Jack back at it again with the white bands, except no white bands as always, but back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. So uh, it's just going to be me, myself and I today. Um, No special guests, but today I'm going to be talking through an episode that is being dubbed Job X Job. um, So similar to Hunter X Hunter. Um, and today I'm going to be talking about just some different professions and things like that in anime. Um, and then at the end, I'm going to pose a question to you guys, like, which one do you see your potential self? Like, which occupation do you see yourself kind of going into? Um, but before I get into that, as always, I want to thank you, each and every one of you for listening and sharing the show, because without you guys, this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding. If you're not already following me on social media, you can follow me. Um, and find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. That's Anime Talk the number one and two. There you will find updates and news in regards to upcoming giveaways um, and episodes. So currently the same um, giveaway is still going. Um, if you want a sticker, reach out to me, let me know. And I have no problem sending you a sticker. Um, so that's kind of the only giveaway that's going on right now as far as upcoming episodes. Guys, we're slowly but surely truck- trucking through um, season five um, on our quest to the hundredth episode I guess you could say of the show at the end of the season so uh, just continue to rock with your boy and stick around I said that I was going to try to get these uh, these episodes out more timely and back on my regular schedule and so far I'm trying to hold myself to that so keep rocking with your boy keep following me on those social media handles so you guys can be kept updated on what's going on um and let me know when you follow, if you like or dislike an episode, because I love inter- interacting with you, the fans. And as always, there may be spoilers ahead, so you have been warned. Shout out to the homie Alejandro. So, before I get into this, guys, if I'm sneezy in any way, shape, or form, I've been coaching the last couple of days for football. Like, I've talked about this on a couple of previous um, uh, episodes. So, if you hear me sneezing, don't worry. It's just... Uh, I don't know, my allergies or something like that. I'm not sure what's going on. I've been really sniffly and sneezy the last couple of days. So just rock with your boy. Um, Yeah. So I just want to go ahead and lay all of that groundwork out. So like I said, guys, I want you guys to know that, like I said, tonight we're going to be talking about um, some interesting professions in anime that I thought that you guys may, I don't know, kind of want to take like a deeper look into so let's go ahead and jump straight into the episode so the episode is actually like i said a job x job and um essentially it's how much do you get paid dangerous job so we're basically going to talk through a couple different professions um and i'm going to talk give a little bit of the occupation the show that it's from a description how you can join um, and then some pros and cons or, or some pay if I can find it or whatever from certain uh, shows. So let's go ahead and jump straight into it. So the first one is um, an occupation of 
the Survey Corps Survey Corps Scout um, from Attack on Titan is a show. The description is the Survey Corps was the branch of the military most actively involved in direct Titan combat, Titan study, human expansion, and outside exploration. They had the best soldiers who are the most skilled in using vertical maneuvering equipment. Despite having little success, they still symbolize the hope of humanity with their insignia being known as the wings of freedom. They hope that someday their efforts will change the world and they will be able to recover what has been taken away from humanity. So I say all that to say this with these guys, um, there wasn't anything. I couldn't find anything from a pay scale. We know that they do get paid. Um, I would hope so because especially for this occupation, they're always outside of the, um, the walls. They are, I mean, constantly in hazardous situations. I can only imagine, I would hope that they get like some kind of like stipend, right. Or some kind of additive like hazard pay or something like that, because they have a very critical, um, role and trying to, like I said, human expansion, trying to go out into the walls, trying to figure out why Titans are the way that they are, trying to f have to fight Titans and stuff like that. So I would hope that they get a little bit more. Plus, I'm pretty sure they get paid additional for some of the trainings that they have to go through. They'd have to, right? Um, just because they got to know how to use the gears and everything like that, or the, the little vertical maneuvering equipment stuff like that so to me a pro of being able to do this is i feel like like you're a badass like you once you become once you put on the wings of freedom like i feel like you're a total badass i feel like you're able to you have like a certain rank or a certain you know what i'm saying kind of like role like i feel like if you walk into an area and somebody sees that you have the wings of freedom i think that obviously they look at you like you're crazy um excuse me and um obviously they look at you like you're crazy but then too they also have to respect you because they know that you go through a lot of stuff like they know that at any point in time like you there's a good possibility that you couldn't come back so i feel like there are pros of that like i said you kind of seem like a badass you're obviously going down the world you're not cooped up inside of the the walls um the people who are around you like captain levi captain Irwin, um when they were there or lieutenant levi all those guys like sasha um, shout out to Sasha, Hanji, everybody that was in the survey court was really cool. Um, so, I mean, I feel like those were, were kind of uh, pros too. So, excuse me, let's get into the cons. Um, so the cons for this one is obviously, again, you're outside the wire. Uh, they're usually riding around on horses. They're always out. You never know when Titans are going to attack. Like I said, again, half of sometimes you may not come back. Sometimes a whole unit can go out and nobody can come back. Um, so there are definitely cons there. Um, Levi is obviously not the best person to work with. I mean, he's a good leader, but I'm pretty sure if you are on his bad side, we've seen this before. If you're on his bad side, he has no problem with, you know, whooping up on you. Um, there is just this expectation that death is right around the corner. Um, every single time that you leave again the the wall um and i mean you don't get a lot of people that really want to sign up like even when they got through the uh through the candidate school which that's what i'm about to go into next but even when you go in through the cadet school um most people don't want to join the um 
They don't want to join the Survey Corps. They always want to go like into the garrison and stuff like that. But uh, majority of the people who are there, they have to have like they have to graduate in like the top ten percent or something like that to be like MPs and stuff like that. So um, it's kind of tough to get into it. So um, how do you how can you join? So you have to complete the training program. Um, you have to go through like the cadets uh, training and things like that. Which again, um, they kind of come in and after you complete so many tasks they'll send in different generals and uh, different people from different um, branches whether it be the garrison whether it be the survey corps um, whether it be the MPs they send in people um, from those those different um, those different branches and basically try to kind of like recruit you into them um, and then at the end after that um, you get an opportunity to swear into which one you kind of want to get into um, so that's kind of the process on becoming a, a survey, a survey corps scout, or just, um, or just a scout in general, or to be able to join the survey corps. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the second one. So, um, occupation hunter, uh, the show hunter, hunter, or hunter X hunter, however you want to, however you want to go over it, which is hence the job X job, um, you know, name for the episode, but the the uh, the description is the Hunter Association is a non-governmental um, organization responsible for the testing and licensing of hunters, individuals who have proven themselves through the rigorous um, exam to be elite members of humanity. With the passing of the hunter exam, an applicant is rewarded with a license to go almost anywhere in the world and do almost anything, thus declaring them hunters. Typically. Hunters devote themselves to tracking down priceless items, mythical places, no, mystical places, and the unseen wonders of the world. Um, so with the hunters, uh, I absolutely love the hunters. I think it's really cool. You have different people who are different hunters. You have like fishermen hunters and you have all these different um, hunters who are out there. So it's really cool to see that um, you can join by completing the hunter exam. We get to see um, a young Gone and Killua as they kind of go through and maneuver and Leorio um, and Karapika as they go through the hunter exam. You get to see all the different phases and the different quests and things like that that you have to go through. Um, so it's a pretty cool process. Um, I can understand why um, some people would want to do this and why some people would want to go into um, the hunter uh, realm only because I mean in this situation like I said I feel like it's a cool spot to kind of be in and I think that not only is it a cool spot to be in I think that the hunters again have like this level of respect that they um, that they own in their own universe where people are like hey like you're a hunter you have a hunter license you can pretty much go almost anywhere um they have like this certain level of prestige um there's also different levels and things like that and different ways that you can be ranked as a hunter so it's always uh it's always i don't know pretty cool um when it comes to again being a hunter so um i couldn't find the pay for this one either although again i'm pretty sure they do get paid um, but the pros, so number one, 95% of all public facilities can be used at no cost. So that's awesome. Um, number two, unrivaled freedom to travel around the world. Access is granted to about 90% of countries with normal, 
uh, which normally restrict the entry of outsiders and access to 75% of areas that the general public is restricted, um, that the general public is restricted or even prohibited from entering. So you get access to 90% uh, of the countries where you would normally be restricted from visiting and 75% of the areas that the general public is restricted or even prohibited from entering. So you get that too. Um, reduced legal responsibility for murder. Um, I don't, I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. I don't, I don't know if that means that. I mean, it's not saying that you get like completely acquitted if something wants to happen, but it just says reduce legal responsibility for murder. Um, the ability to use the license as collateral for a zero interest loan um, of at least a million zenny or a jenny um, at any bank. So it can be sold for enough money to support the seller's family for at least seven generations, guaranteeing more than one lifetime of material comfort. So essentially, if you wanted to trade in, like once you get your badge, if you want to sell your license or your badge, it'll give you a hundred million Jenny, um, which you can cash in at any bank, get some money, and that'll be able to help support you and your family for at least seven generations. So I think that's pretty dope. Um, it also gives you access to the Secret Hunters Only website where secret intelligence about various subjects are uploaded by other hunters um, and they can be purchased. It also gives you exemption from certain educational and professional degree. Um, so you kind of get like a provisional, I guess you could say like, professional degree um, and then the last one is the privilege to bypass certain age restricting laws so there obviously are a lot of pros in this one the cons I mean the training was really kind of rigorous I mean like a lot of people like pretty much lost their lives by trying to go through this hunting this hunter training so that's kind of a big deal obviously you could lose your life um, outside of that I mean I feel like there's so many different ways ways that this kind of goes and we really didn't see uh, how a lot of hunters went we saw a lot of hunters pass away we saw a lot of hunters um that were kind of not necessarily good but not necessarily bad um we saw a lot of different hunters but we didn't really see ones that really went off the beaten path so i don't know um what additional cons that you may potentially run into but at least just going through this one, like I said, depending on what kind of hunter that you want to become, whether it be just one that wants to be just kind of like Leorio, where he just wanted to really just become a hunter just so he could pay back his uh, loans for school. Or if you want to be like Gong, who's on a quest really to just, you know, find his dad, but at the same time kind of found his own way through being, becoming a hunter. Either way it goes, or either way, um, and either way it goes, it's just one of those things that really just comes down to, like I said, the cons being the type of hunter that you want to be. Um, obviously, the situations that you may put yourself into, because I mean, pretty sure hunters, people are out looking for hunters and hunting hunters. And then obviously you have all the, the different um, trials and tribulations that you have to go through as a hunter as well. Um, so let's get into one last one before we get into commercial break. So the next occupation is ninja uh, from the show Naruto and Boruto. Uh, shinobi, also interchangeably referred to as a ninja, are the primary focus in the main military force in the series. A female ninja is known as a Kinuichi. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I butchered that, but I know what it is, and I'm sitting. I'm mad at myself because I'm kicking myself um, because I'm thinking about. Um, my girl from um from 
One Piece. I can't remember her name right now, but I'm thinking about her, the the mature uh, ninja, female ninja. Um, but most come from a hidden village of which some come from specialized ninja clans and will perform missions for a fee. These missions can uh, include doing manual labor, acting as escorts, gathering uh, secret information, retrieving stolen items, carrying out assassinations, ETC. In times of war, um, I say ETC like I couldn't say, etc. In times of war, ninja will come together to defend their villages and land. The clearest... Uh, characteristic of a shinobi is their ability to manipulate chakra to create and use techniques shinobi are expected to be loyal to their villages for life and any defectors are considered to be missing and will be marked for death um so how you can join so you got to complete the tuning exam the tuning exams um, are an opportunity for getting to be promoted to tuning the exam structure and evaluation processes differ from one exam to the next so the getting cannot come prepared villages originally held their own uh individual exams um so essentially with this one the Basically, I said a whole lot to say that obviously we know that they have ninja because it's ninjutsu that a lot of them use um, in this show. So they have to be able to manipulate chakra and create and use techniques. You have to go through a similar exam just to kind of get your feet wet to kind of learn the different um, skills and different um, tactics and things like that. And like I said, it's individual tasks as well to make sure that you were able to be promoted from to tuning. They changed the exam so you don't know what's going on. We saw a lot of this, especially um, in the very beginning when we saw the, the original team. So you had Sasuke, Sakura, uh, Naruto, uh, all everyone that came up in that group, um, your Rock Lees and, and Tintins and Nejis and all the guys. We got to see all of the different um, abilities that they could use we got to see all the different uh, evaluations that they had to go through same thing with boruto we were able to see um a little bit more they didn't i feel like they went into detail but not as much as they did on naruto um so we got to see a little bit more in naruto but we got to see some of that in boruto as well um from a pay standpoint again i don't know how much they necessarily got paid this is another one i couldn't find um the the fee for um but it did say that they will perform missions for a fee. Um, there was something that I found that was talking about the equivalency of like from if you got this amount of money to this amount of money, like this is how it kind of converted over, which a lot of these monies because you get I, I believe the breakdown was for mission rank. So if like you do an S mission, you get this amount of much uh, this amount of money. If you do an A, B, C, D, you know, depending on what uh, level of mission that you do that's how much you get paid so i guess some of the top rank monies or some of the top rank missions that people are going to run are going to get more money i think the breakdown they were talking about how naruto had uh so many s missions up under his belt which is why he was able to kind of afford a lot of things um and actually had a lot of money considering the fact that he was kind of living on his own um so i guess you can live wealthy um so the pros obviously ninjutsu is cool you get to rep and you get to rock your village to me i always look at it as like gangs like everybody's kind of like oh yeah i'm with the hidden leaf or i'm with the hidden mist or whatever it is um but you get to you know kind of a lot of people are down for nationalism so you get to rock your village you get to um, wear your headband you get to use different techniques um you get to travel to different 
places because you get to run some some really cool missions. You get to work with some of the really from some of the best characters from your village or some of the best people from your village as far as the Hokage, um, as far as I don't know any anybody else. Like I said, I mean they've had especially in the Hidden Leaf. I mean you've had all some of all the best ninjas around. Like you had all the Hokage that were up there. You had uh, Tsunade. You had guy sensei you had kakashi all these people who were here so you get to hang out with them on a regular basis um so i feel like there are a lot of pros um there as far as the cons i mean again obviously we know that with this um with great powers they say it comes great responsibility and when you're literally on the front line for your village if there's an invasion or something like that there's a good possibility just like um other just like other occupations as far as like hunters and as far as the survey corps scouts um there's an opportunity for you to die because at this point you end up um you end up you're trying to protect your village you're trying to protect your family you're going on these special missions that you know you're probably sending you especially if you're going on some of these s rank missions they're sending you after some really really strong bad guys so you got to be careful there um there are different techniques that you obviously can learn as far as like rock lee and mike guy where they can open up you know the gate of death there's an opportunity for them to kill themselves that way um again i mean like think about the great shinobi war um i think it was the fourth war think that was it but the one where they all banded together to go fight Madara like they fought one of the most badass characters from their from their whole universe and then uh, Kaguya showed up right after that so it was just it was just a lot like there's a good possibility that you could die just because of everything here um, and also in this world I mean there's there's like there's, all this is hand-to-hand combat i mean except for when you get into some of the techniques for the most part it's hand-to-hand combat like you have to deal with your body having to recover i would imagine that your body has to be just as strong as like you know outside as it is on the inside so i mean with your chakra with you running all these missions you need some r and r too um so you there's just a lot i feel like that kind of plays into this minus like i said the death and everything like that that could potentially happen um just because again you're still human you're still running around you know you're helping trying to help everybody trying to protect everybody so there's always a possibility for that to happen so um we're gonna go ahead and take a quick commercial break so um obviously we're talking job x jobs uh we're talking we have already talked about the survey corps scout from attack on titan we've talked about hunters from hunter hunter and we've talked about ninja from naruto and boruto so we're going to take a quick commercial break here and i'll be right back with you guys stick around all right guys thanks so much for sticking around um again so we're talking job x job we're talking different occupation different occupations um that are very dangerous when it comes to anime so again we've already kind of talked about the survey core scout from attack on titan hunter from hunter x hunter or hunter hunter and then a ninja from naruto slash boruto so now we're going to jump straight into the next one so the next one is Demon Slayer Core. Um, so the Demon Slayer Core um, is from Demon Slayer the show. The description is the Demon Slayer Core is an organization that has existed since ancient times, dedicating its existence to protecting humanity from demons. There are hundreds of Demon Slayers within the organization. However, they are not officially recognized by the government. Um, so I thought that's very interesting because, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where you're 
a big deal, but nobody really touches you. But at the same time, it's like men in black, like everybody. Well, I feel like not everybody, but a lot of people knew that they were there. But at the same time, they didn't really know that they were there um, or they just didn't touch them. Um, but anyway, so, OK. So this one, I kind of did get some pay. Um, so apparently um, they're paid roughly around 220,000 yen, um, whereas the Hiroshia, um, the I just I feel like I said that right. Um, they're paid as much as they want. So um, the Musumoto, um, Musumoto. I butcher all this stuff. I'm so sorry, guys. So I guess that, like, when you're thinking about the Hiroshima, the Hiroshima, like up top, like they're paid as much as they want. Whereas the step down, I guess you could say they're paid roughly around twenty thousand yen for their missions, um, and just kind of, you know, throughout. I guess I would assume like the regular paychecks. Um, I think that's kind of interesting because I mean, if you're able to pay as much as you want, like what's what's the limit? Can I just ask for? I don't know anything, whatever, whatever I want. Um, because I mean, that doesn't make sense. Cause if I was like, Hey, I want, I don't know, 500,000 yen. Are you going to pay me that? No questions asked. I wonder, um, but how can you join? So in order to become a demon slayer, an individual must pass the final uh, selection, a test used as an entrance exam to join the demon slayer core. During this selection, examinees must survive for seven days on a mountaintop infested with demons without any aid from the outside world. So this is probably one of the more badass to me um kind of exams um throughout some of these shows just because i mean you literally have to survive for seven days surrounded by demons nobody's coming to help you you live you live um if he dies he dies uh, shout out to drago um from um i was about to say drago blood fist but drago from um from rocky if he dies he dies um so i think that that's pretty badass obviously the pros here there i feel like they're honestly i feel like the cons outweigh the pros in this universe just because i mean the pros yeah again it's a badge of honor you get an opportunity to kind of go out here but nobody really knows you nobody really knows that you exist you're kind of like secret services you're kind of out of the public eye so nobody really knows you exist um plus most people are kind of scared of you um because I don't know, like, again, you're kind of like a phantom. You kind of come and go. So I feel like most people understand what you do um, and they kind of use you for that. But at the same time, they are kind of like, well, they they fight the demons. So if a demon kills them, you know, it's kind of part of the job. So I feel like most people don't care as much. Um, but I mean, I don't know, from a pro standpoint, it doesn't seem like there's that much of a pro. I mean, besides, you know, doing the right thing and being there to help people who are in you know, in need of help. I think that's the only big pro to me that would make me want to go out and fight some of these demons, considering the fact that majority of these demons, I mean, like majority of these demons are so strong and they're so, I don't know, like they're so powerful that sometimes you can tell that majority of these demon slayers don't even stand a chance when they go, when they go to fight them. Like, especially, and you're talking about just the regular demons. You're not talking about any of the upper six or any of these, you know, the, the lower five or the lower three or whatever. You're not talking about any of these, you know, demons. We're talking about just some of the regular demons. So, 
I feel like that's kind of tough. The cons, again, I feel like there's death at all times. This is one of those ones. It's just like the Survey Corps group. I feel like they go out into some of these missions and some of these demon-infested uh, areas, and they have a low expectancy rate of survival. Um, obviously, the Hiroshima or uh, they're they're sitting up top like they get an opportunity to kind of jump in and out of certain missions but kind of when the crow comes for the uh for the the underlings they gotta go so it's kind of weird there because i'm pretty sure they get a lot more missions than the hiroshima do um so there's always that um and again like your life expectancy is so so low i feel like when you join up because people really don't care um there's always it seems like there's so many more demons than it is demon hunters too so or demon slayers so i feel like that's kind of working against you as well so to me that's kind of a con um so let's jump into the next one so the next one um we have heroes so we have heroes uh so we have my hero uh academy or academia however you want to say it heroes are individuals who are licensed to use their quirks to protect civilians from villains um natural disasters and or any um and or any other kind of harm there we go i had to look at my own notes those who take heroism as a profession are preferred to as pro hunters or pro heroes excuse me Overall hero activity across the globe is managed by the World Heroes Association. Um, how do you join? In order to obtain a hero license, one must complete all three years of heroics uh, education in high school. It is currently unknown if there is an actual test that one is required to pass in order to receive their license. So, again, we know that they're getting paid. I don't exactly know how much. The pros here, um, you get to dodge criminal uh, charges. Uh, you get to work overseas on a whim, team up with just about anyone and everyone. Uh, you do get paid. Again, I'm not exactly sure how much, but I know for a fact that they do get paid. Uh, they're allowed to moonlight, meaning that if they want to have another job on the side, they can also do that. They have no limit no limit on sidekicks. Um, you start looking at some of these guys that have like hundreds of sidekicks so you always have a whole bunch of sidekicks to help you out so if you don't want to go to certain missions um and or go do certain cases you can always send your sidekicks um and they get to use their prestige to push their own agenda so if there's something that they're wanting out of life they have an opportunity and a platform to kind of stand up and kind of use that to push their own agenda um the big thing here, like, and I'm kind of speeding through this one because, I mean, I feel like everybody knows heroes um, and it's pretty straightforward. But the biggest con here is that they aren't immortal. They can die. Like majority of these heroes and things like that are one. Again, death is probably like the biggest con to all of these because nobody is really immortal. But especially in this situation, there are so many different quirks out there. And I feel like this is like one of those power skill things. Like, I feel like for every good quirk on one side, there's a bad quirk on the other side. I mean, look no further than all for one or one for all. Like, they're polar opposites of each other, but they cancel each other out. Slash one of them is a little bit stronger than the other one. So I feel like you're eventually running. Like, if you're a hero that uses fire. But you, and, and like you end up running into somebody who uses water or who uses rock or who uses any combination of the two or something like that or does a different type of ability. It's kind of tough to figure out like you have to hope that you match up really well against whoever you're fighting against. Um, so that's kind of a con there. Um, 
yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm kind of pushing through this one just because, again, this one's pretty much straightforward. A, a couple of these are kind of straightforward, but this one in particular is pretty straightforward. Again, um, to me, the thing that sticks out about this one from a pro standpoint is you get to work overseas on a whim, team up with just about anyone, um, get paid, and you can also moonlight. So those are all pretty cool things about being a hero for me. Um, so let's go into the next one. So the next one is Alchemist. Uh, so Alchemist from Full Metal Alchemist. Um, an alchemist is an individual who specializes in practicing and studying alchemy as the craft of alchemy requires a full understanding of chemistry, physics, and ancient uh, alchemic or alchemical theory. Alchemists are closer to scientists than magicians, but the ability to perform alchemy is also tied to an inherent talent for manipulating matter and energy so not all people can become competent alchemists merely by studying so how did you how do you join in order to be selected as a state alchemist candidates must undergo an extensive examination process involving a written test proving a high level of aptitude in the field a psychological evaluation to determine whether the candidate is of sound enough mind to serve in such a specialized uh, branch of the military and a practical examination in which the candidate proves to a military board whether or not his or her skills can be used in real world situations so Again, similar to a couple of the other ones, there's an examination process. We got to kind of see um, Ed go through it, and it was really cool to see him go through that. Um, and I don't know, like I love the way that they, I love the way that they kind of set this up um, in the sense that they have all these tests and things, like every other one to go through, but they have these different specific tests that they do. Um, so making sure, like I said, written tests going through making sure that they're psychologically good making sure that you know they have a practical examination to make sure that you know you can actually use their skills whereas i feel like in school like whereas the heroes um, from the last one from my hero um, academia or academia i feel like they have quirks and then they just kind of use their quirks and they're like okay cool well you have a quirk you get to come to this school whereas from a state alchemist standpoint they figure out can this ability actually be used in real world situations which i think is very helpful considering the fact that when everybody has a quirk or when everybody has an ability you get an opportunity to say hey you know what we'll figure out where we can fit you in whereas this one they want to make sure that you get fit in that you can fit in beforehand um so Again, I know that they get paid. Again, I'm not 100% sure how much, uh, but the pros of being an alchemist as members of the military, state alchemists are privy to the most advanced alchemical um, uh, resources, including excessive access to the best research materials, as well as state-of-the-art government laboratories, and are giving a sizable research grant each year which can be put to any purpose a state alchemist so chooses also on the list of perks is an automatic field or military officer rank equivalent to that of major and all the cons uh, considerable military authority and government influence that comes with it so you get an opportunity to again get close to some very advanced alchemical resources um some of the state-of-art government laboratories you get a sizable grant again i don't know how, exactly how much that is but they get a sizable grant that they can put to use at, 
whatever they want um, for whatever they want and you automatically get a field rank uh, equivalent of that of major and all the military authority and government influence that comes with it so it's a really cool perk i mean those are some really awesome pros again you get a cool pocket watch um you get to walk around and obviously say that you're a state alchemist. It's kind of like, but it's kind of like being a spy to me. Like you walk around telling everybody that you're a spy. It kinda, it's kind of weird. But they all have different abilities and stuff like that. The pocket watch is pretty cool. Um, and again, you kind of become in, come in as a as a major and stuff like that. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, the cons, you have to obey the law uh, or obey the military in that sense. But like, because I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go too in depth with it. I know it's an older show, but I don't want to spoil it. I've talked about it several times over, but every and everyone that has watched the show pretty much knows about the situation that happened with Shao Tucker, uh, the unfortunate situation that happened with Nina. So you have to obey the military. In that sense, um, that was one of those things he had to obey the military, especially because he wanted his grant. Um, you can't create gold. Well, you can create gold, but it's supposed to be technically illegal and out of, you know, against the rules. We saw that Ed did it um, to kind of confuse that one, the one alchemist or whatever. But for the most part, you can't do it. Which sucks because you can have all of the infra, all the um, resources and equipment around you to make it, but you can't do it. Um, you can't create humans, which I think that should kind of be a given. Um, I know it says that that's a con, but that also should be a pro because we all know what happened with the homunculi. So yeah, that shouldn't be a thing. Um, and you have to renew your grant again, your research and stuff like that yearly. So again, that kind of sucks just because if you do something, you get certified, you got to come back in, you got to do something more to kind of get certified again and keep proving your worth every single year, which I mean, I guess technically nine to fives do that. Now you got to come back in and you got to kind of, you know, speak to your end of year reviews and stuff like that on like, how'd you do for the year and how you're going to be better and stuff like that. So somewhat similar. Um, Yep, so let's get on to our very last one. So the last one here is Occupation Pirate. So obviously from One Piece, the description is a pirate is broadly speaking and any professional criminal that operates wholly or partially on the world's sea, especially people conducting robbery by ship. In most, if not all cases, they lead or belong to a group of like-minded criminals known as a crew, though not Though not the only existing type of criminal, pirates appear to compromise most of the world's significant bounty heads and, with the possible exception of the Revolutionary Army, constitute the strongest opposition to the authority of the world government and marines. Um, so how do you join? In the world of One Piece, perhaps the trait most universal to pirates beside their sea-going adventures and general uh, defiance of the law is the Jolly Roger, um, a skull and crossbone symbol meant for intimidation, usually flown on black flags at the top of the ship's mast, as well as on the sails. So that's all you got to do. Have yourself a Jolly Roger, um, whether you jump on somebody else's crew or you commit some kind of you know crime on the sea join into a crew whatever it is this is probably one of the easiest ones to jump into i feel like because everything else asks you to go to an ex through an exam or to go through this extravagant test or you know get psych evaluations or whatever meanwhile if you want to be a pirate like we all know because we're starting off at the beginning of the show luffy had been saying for forever that he was going to be the king of pirates he wants to be a pirate he wants to do this garp wanted him to be a marine he wants to be a pirate and so what he did was at one point when he was ready to become a pirate, he just sailed off, found a crew, 
found, started working, found a ship, built the crew even more. And next thing you know, he's on his way to becoming a king of pirates. So it's one of the easiest things I feel like one of the easiest professions that you can get into. Um, the pay, obviously, I mean, they make money. Um, obviously, they get booty um, or treasures that they sell or that they just live off of whenever they're paying. And it's crazy because the more that I think about that, and I'm just really giving it a lot of thought, you never really see them walk around like and buying things. Like, I mean, every once in a while, Nami, especially on the uh, on the, the going Mary, like, um, or the Sunny now, was it the Sunny or the Going? No, the Going Mary was the first one. So the Sunny, um, you never. She has all the money, and at some point, I know in the most recent episodes, they were talking about the amount of money that they had on the ship, but um, you never really see them go around spending money. So I mean, we know that they're clearly paying for things, and we clearly know that they make a lot of money. Um, but I feel like, especially when it comes to bounty hunting, that's where the majority of this money is made. Is like you. T- you turn around and you find pirate hunters. So you'd have a pirate hunter who would go out, find a bounty on, on another pirate and then capture said pirate or kill said pirate and go collect the money. So I feel like that's how they make a lot of their money. So the pay kind of base is based on what you decide you want to do. If you have a lot of booty, if you have a lot of treasure, if you go find bounties and you hunt bounties, um, I'm assuming that like the, this is just my assumption, but I would assume that like the warlords and stuff like that probably get some kind of stipend from the military or from the Marines to kind of keep things quote unquote at peace or, or, you know, somewhat quiet. I would assume they get some kind of payoff. Um, the pros in this situation though, I feel like this is probably one of the happiest and freest points like, or uh, jobs or occupations to have because you just get to be you you just get to be able to sell the seven seas or the seas in this situation you get to sell the sea you get to just go be you you get to um, go and just find treasure hunt treasure navigate chill build really good camaraderie and just be free on the water so i feel like the pros significantly in vastly outweigh the cons in this situation the biggest con to me is obviously other pirate pirate hunters trying to find you and turn you in and the marines that you have to deal with but for the most part it's a power struggle it's pretty much who wants to be the strongest person on the sea and if you don't want to be that person cool you can still sail you can still be great you can still chill in another sea and just enjoy it um there's no pressure on that but if you do if you want to step to bat you got to understand that there are going to be other pirate crews who potentially are um aiming at your neck and trying to you know take over and be better than you or capture you and things like that so you got to kind of take that into consideration um and again like i said the marines are always out there watching always trying to get you so that's something else you got to kind of deal with so um but yeah, those like I said, that's the biggest con for me. But that pretty much does it for this episode, guys. Like I know that I kind of went through a lot, um, and I kind of focused on some. I didn't talk in depth in a lot of other ones. Um, but like I said, this episode was Job X Job. We talked about Survey Corps from Attack on Titan, Hunters from Hunter Hunter, Ninja from Naruto Boruto, of uh, Demon Slayer Corps from Demon Slayer, Heroes from My Hero Academia or Academia, uh, Alchemist from Full Metal Alchemist, and we talked about Pirates from One Piece. So personally, you know how I do at the very end of these episodes, I try to give my opinion on what I would want to do. Obviously, I would want to be a pirate. I think being a pirate would be pretty cool. I also think that um, being a hunter would 
be pretty cool too maybe a hero um but definitely a pirate let me know what you guys think that your occupation would be like and why you think that you would want to do it um because i love you know i'd love to hear that because i mean we have differing opinions some people want to do something that's standard nine to five like a state alchemist um a clock in and clock out and some people just want to get up on the water and take off and just sail so let me know what you guys would want to do um and again i thank you each and every one of you for sticking around and supporting the show you can find me on twitter and instagram at anime talk 12 that's anime talk the number one and two um and again make sure that if you uh, if you follow me drop me a line let me know love interacting with you the fans again i want to hear what you guys occupation would be considering the list that i kind of gave you guys um and let me know what you think so, um, like I said, I appreciate you guys sticking around, continue to be the light in a world full of darkness and be the best version of yourself that you can be. And, uh, we'll see you next week again. This is Matt St. Jack with anime talk. Peace out. Mm-hmm.